Episode 21. Hi, my name is Alex. And my name is Jason. And you're listening to, um, what was this called again? Far From Home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. Woo! 21 episodes. Yeah, 21 episodes. I didn't think we were going to get this far. <laughs> Me neither. I'm yeah. surprised too. How long is Jason going to keep up with my, you know, weird request of starting a podcast? Hmm. Oh, help me. So this episode, we're going to be talking about insecurities. Or in other words, an uncertainty or an anxiety about oneself. Or in other words, a lack of confidence. She had a deep sense of insecurity. Wow. For example. Do you have a deep sense of insecurity? Well, I do now about one thing after all, after all these comments I've been receiving. Okay, okay. Please tell. Please tell. <laughs> so, so the motivation for this episode comes from the fact that I've had a good, good, at, at least three people come to mind nice. who messaged me about this podcast to listen to it. Nice. And you know what they all say? What do they say? Oh, you will. Please tell. Please tell. That shit eating grin off your face. <laughs> Uh-huh. Basically, they tell me in some form, one form or another, hey, you know, your friend Alex, I think he, you know, he really has a good podcast voice or, oh, you know, your friend Alex on the podcast. I don't know what he looks like, but he's a really nice voice. <laughs> and I'm just here like, what about me? And can you can you can you say if these these people with their comments are male or female? They're both male or female and female. Wait. They're both male or female? No, it's multiple people. Some are male, oh, okay. some are female. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, wow. Thank you for your comments. I feel, I don't know. That's that's why I wanted to talk about this in a in an episode because I never had much confidence in my voice. Aw. Yeah. I never yeah. did either, and I still don't now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you'll you'll get there eventually. You know, one day when you have a nice voice. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cause, oh, and this is cool. Cause I actually asked my girlfriend if, do I sound the same on the podcast as I do in person? He doesn't folks. It's and, all a lie. It's well, all podcast the, magic. The, the kind of sad thing is that I haven't seen my girlfriend in a year and five months, four months, which is really long. Um, but I hope she still remembers what I sound like, but all in all, she said how um, on the podcast, I sound a bit deeper than I do in person, mm. which mm. I attribute to the voice. I'm not like voice changing or anything. Or maybe your voice got deeper since you last saw her. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about that. But also, I think talk because on the podcast, I also feel compelled to put on like the the not work voice, but the professional voice. Oh, really? And often... That means like speaking a bit slower, speaking a bit deeper, more loudly to, to get my points across. And so, I don't know, maybe that's that's part of it. Um, really? Interesting. Do you not? No, I just thought we were being friends here and we're talking like oh, friends do. I guess, I guess your voice just sucks all the time then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, um, let me change to my work voice. Yeah. Insert Arnold Schwarzenegger voice or something. I don't know. Anyways, moving on to the next topic. Oh, God, please no. Um, <laughs> no, and the reason why I've never felt secure, like I've always been insecure about my voice, is because 
there was once a time when the girl I was dating at the time. Oh, I love this like, story. She was like, hey, Alex, you know, this this other guy's voice sounds a lot nicer than yours. And that guy was like my best friend. Right. And then lo and behold, like a year later, like she she didn't like cheat on me, but she left she left me for that friend. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, fuck that guy and fuck his voice, man. <laughs> So, so I've never, yeah, I've never been very like secure about my voice. Yeah, I could see how that would do some structural damage to your. Oh yeah, I'm just like I'll, yeah, I'll never talk. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just duct tape my mouth forever. Yeah, um, whatever comes out of my voice, uh, out of my mouth, doesn't matter. Clearly, oh. yeah. And so you made this whole podcast as a way of redeeming yourself and oh, yeah, getting yeah, over yeah. those insecurities. The, the people that told you I had a nice voice, they're they're paid actors. They're not oh. even your friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're all planted. Exactly. Like a seed. Oh and my so, god. Are you are you actually insecure about your voice though? Um, no, not not really. I mean Maybe you should. Like like okay. any oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like anything. What what can I do about it? It's not like I'm gonna go for a voice changing surgery or anything. Mm. Um mm. I, I I mean I think I think it's very natural though for most people, almost anyone, when they hear a recording of their voice to be like, ugh, like that doesn't sound like yeah, the yeah. voice I hear when I'm talking because I don't know, something about the way the body works. I'm not a doctor. Something head vibration head, sounds different, yeah, something yeah. cranium. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's it's like very natural to not like your own voice, at least what you hear um in recordings. Um, that being said, we've like listened to this podcast so many times on our own, just editing it much. that that like I'm kind of comfortable with my voice at this point. Yeah, I do do mm-hmm. sort of feel mm-hmm. though sometimes that I don't know what it is. I know that like my pronunciation is not always perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just by like the way my teeth are or something that some sounds don't come out as they're supposed to. You got some fucked up teeth, okay? Pretty much. Are you now, now about just, that too? I'm being very uh, self-conscious about how I'm speaking right now. But yeah, but I do sort of feel myself having—I wouldn't say like a lisp. I don't have like a lisp or anything, but like I sort of slur some words. Oh, me too. Yeah. And, and sometimes when I like listen to myself or yeah, in recordings, I get this weird like sort of gay vibe from my own voice. <laughs> 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 Disclaimer. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that if I no, if I did wrong. talk like that, but I like that. There's like this like five percent, like mm, sort of gay gay, sounding in so my own voice. Your own gaydar is is being triggered <laughs> off your own voice. I I've had like I've had a good <sighs> number of people ask me in my life, "Hey, are, really? are you gay?" Yeah, and the answer is no. But in in some ways, I can sort of see how someone might come to that conclusion by interesting. The way I talk or the way I dress or whatever. Hmm. I thought you were going to mention something completely different. So oh, no. <laughs> while I was editing the, the last episode, um, I tried to say L piece sofa. And then I remember you were like, what, what, what's that? I, and, and you couldn't really hear it. And I was listening to my, like listening to myself say it. And I really slurred my words there. You couldn't hear it either. Yeah. I couldn't hear it either. Uh-huh. either. And I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> I can't even understand myself. Um, yeah. Pronunciation is hard. 
Mm. And tripping over your words is very easy to do. Yeah. Next on the insecurity list. <laughs> mm, fun. Um, uh, who wants well, to go first? Well, I'd like to preface. Please say preface, everyone. Preface this with like preface. No, not that. Um, <laughs> uh, like things you're insecure about, they kind of boil down to do two different types, right? Things. Oh, okay. Things that you can control. And things you generally can't right mm. so mm. things like how you carry yourself you can definitely control right it's, it's part of you and the other is how your how your eyebrows are shaped for instance is that your insecurity yeah i <laughs> dude actually okay. now that you do mention it i am a little insecure about my eyebrows oh well, yeah you are because you brought it up here clearly yeah. oh my gosh it's leaking out no my eyebrows are like very triangular looking they are they are very pointy they're like Fuck anime it. characters yeah like it's, like it's a i like it, it. it's an actual track it's so stupid i like it they're pointy yeah i mean i thought about like what's it called like plucking them or something yeah but plucking eyebrows kind of hurts yes yeah um what were we talking about stuff we're insecure about eyebrows yeah that's not a thing that's definitely not a thing um thanks dad um (laughs) i'm insecure about being skinny actually wait i want to i want to bring this up first and foremost like back to the voice thing it's nice that people think i'm probably secure about it but i'm definitely not so it's kind of the duality of you know you don't know what someone is actually insecure about because mm, I was quite mm. insecure about my voice. Um, I get that. It's it's like you like see this super ripped muscular guy walking down the street, and you're like, wow, like that guy's he must, he must feel good, jacked. Yeah, but really, maybe in their head, like the reason why they're so jacked or whatever is because they're so insecure and they just keep working out. Exactly. And they they might not be be confident at all in themselves how they look. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, something I'm very insecure about is being skinny. Um, growing up, I was like a lanky, you're, you're a run of the mill lanky Asian kid. I remember and lanky Alex. I'm still not, I'm still fairly lanky to be honest. Oh really? At 25 years old. I'm like, I'm very average skinny, I would say. Okay. Which is better, I guess. But like growing up, I was always like, man, I need to put on more weight somehow. And I just had such high metabolism that whatever I ate just... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't make yeah. me fat. It didn't make me buff or anything. It just like I yeah. just pooped it out. <laughs> I sucked. Excellent image. Yeah. Yes. And then I don't know. Especially growing up in a neighborhood where the majority of people around me were Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. So so you have these like grade ten, which are sixteen year olds that are like yeah. 140, 150 pounds, like. Yeah, and they're they're around my height, I guess too. And meanwhile, I'm like one fifteen, like one ten. I'm like yeah. this skinny kid that doesn't have any muscle on his bones, and like definitely wouldn't qualify for the football tryouts. <laughs> sad, sad time. Um, yeah, I was like super insecure about that. Yeah, and I still am to a certain degree. And growing up, I was so insecure that I hated wearing t-shirts. Oh, you would. I feel like I heard this too. Unless, unless it was really hot that day or something, I would have like a hoodie on, a long sleeve, <laughs> anything so that like you can't see my arms because they're like, like thirty Damn. degrees. Alex, why are you in a winter coat today? Oh, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. 
<laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. I'm kind of over it. I don't care so much now. Well, you're not. You're also not a pile of bones anymore. Yeah, I got some. My <laughs> legs are buff from running. My top, my upper body, though, still skinny-ish. Okay, let's not talk about it. Jason, what are you insecure about? Wait, are you insecure oh, about being gosh. skinny? Not really, right? Not really. When I was a kid, I was actually very, very skinny. Um, t- today, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm skinny. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm like big either. But I'm definitely. <laughs> He's a plump boy. <laughs> I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in between. Um, yeah. The the odd thing is actually that people in my family, like my dad and my brother, mm-hmm. um, are actually like quite built like broad oh. shoulders wide um bigger legs bigger arms i'm actually like probably the smallest of anyone in the family oddly enough mm-hmm. um, but i've sort of been noticing as i'm like getting older that i have been getting a bit bigger not not like too big or anything but wider in some sense wider fatter yeah <laughs> just filling in my jeans uh-huh. um what was your question? What are you insecure about? Oh, I thought this was okay. like a lead up oh. Oh, to something okay. else. No, mm. no, no, no. I think that like you're, you've been very honest here. Um, so I'll just say it. This thing you wrote here on our notepad. Did your ex-girlfriend also tell you why are you so X underline underline? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I never had a ex say this, but um, one thing would probably be height. In Alex's notes here, he says, how is it being chibi? <laughs> Which it means like really small, by the way. <laughs> He's laughing so, his ass off right how, here. How is it? <laughs> how is it down there? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, like for anyone listening to this who doesn't, who has never met me or see me, I'm probably I'm like 164 ish centimeters, or like five foot four. Mm-hmm. Um, so like objectively as, as a guy, that is like a short height. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's not like so short that if you saw someone who's my height or if you saw me, you'd be like, you'd like turn your head Guys, and go, like, oh, everyone's look mid- at him. <laughs> it's the midget. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And like, and at least like being here in Japan, um, the average height of a guy is probably, I don't know, five, seven. Five eight in Japan, which is yeah. shorter than the West, where it's probably like five ten, five eleven. I think right? average is actually a lot higher. Which is kind it of even sucks. higher than? I think it 11? actually is. It's certain countries, certain certain European countries. It's six in feet. European countries. Yeah, it's easily over six feet. Yeah, yeah. Iceland is like I don't know six two or something stupid like that. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not, not saying you're stupid. I'm just jealous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's not like I'm like abnormally short where it's something that like to the point where I, people wouldn't really notice mm-hmm. at the same time um i also like fully recognize that there's nothing i can do about it right unless there's yeah. like a machine that can stretch you <laughs> or something or like yeah those yeah. pills um that like you're not going to change this so you have two options right like sit there and whine about it or do like work on the things you can work on so i'll mm-hmm. prefer to pick the latter mm-hmm. um the other thing though and here's where i throw some spice into Ooh. this okay okay <laughs> into this do our podcast mm-hmm. though is something that does 
bug me actually not particularly me about being short mm-hmm. but just like the way that shorter people men i guess in general are treated in society mm-hmm. is that for some reason okay it seems a-okay for a woman to pick on men for being short mm. okay like i've had many friends who are female and they talk about well, someone who they went on a date with or who they might meet up with or who they matched on with an app right Mm-hmm. And when they're just like talking, like we talk in a group and then people are like, oh, like, how is he or how was the date? Or like, show me his pictures. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know, like he's OK. Like his face is OK, but he's not six feet. So I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Right. And that for some reason is a OK for women to say or like for girls to say to each other that, mm-hmm. oh, like he's cute and all. But, he, you know, he's he's not tall enough sort yeah. of thing. And like, I fully understand that there's some biological preference for taller men or like you want someone taller than you if they're a male and you're a female. I can understand that. Like I would prefer to date someone shorter than me too. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like men have no control over that, as I said. And the other thing is the thing that men often prefer. Okay. This, this is where we Mm -hmm. get into the the controversial zone. Please tell. (laughs) Before we get canceled. Okay. Okay. This Jason's saying it, by the way. It's just our <laughs> podcast, but he's saying it. <laughs> okay, so men are not allowed to say, to comment on a woman's weight. Yeah. If if a guy went on a date with someone and in a group of people, they asked, oh, how was she and how was, how was it? And he said, oh, she was cute and all, but she was a little fat. Yeah. He'd get ripped apart. Meanwhile, all the guys are like, ew, don't, don't date her. <laughs> God, Alex. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, that's, that's the truth. Like, that's the hard truth of the way things are. That for some reason, it's societally acceptable for a woman to say, hey, like, he's great and all, but he's short. But yeah. men can't say, hey, she's great and all, but she was fat. And the other weird thing about it is that if you're a bit bigger in weight, um, like I understand that there are biological factors and whatnot, but at least you can make efforts to change that. Agreed. Agreed. And men have, if you're short, you have no no option there. So yeah, I yeah. Think- I'm just I'm just calling out my saltiness and how I think the world's unequal and whatever. And yeah, I'm a misogynist now and yeah, whatever. Jason's gone on many dates with fat people <laughs> and just no 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 get me no. out get me out. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's hard, right? Because the, the like I said, there's two types of insecurities. One where you can control it, and mm-hmm. the second where you can't. And mm-hmm. it's so hard because it's hard one not to judge on things people can't control, but also something I find difficult and kind of cringe is me complimenting people on things that they cannot control. Mm. What does that mean? As in, like, um, hey, Steve. Good job of being white today. Oh my god! Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. But um, I I try very hard to compliment on people on things that they can control. Like I'll say like, oh, okay. oh wow, your earrings look really nice today. Something oh, okay. like that. Sorry, I thought you said can't control. No, 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 not that. Oh. No, no, no. no. I D- mean your pronunciation, Alex. Okay, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, me and my slurs, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to. Yeah, I get that. It's, I get that. It's tough because 
by complimenting someone on something they cannot control. Yeah. It's also like, are you trying to be demeaning? Like, what are you trying to, what do you mean by that compliment as well? And that can be taken the wrong way. Um, And so, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like people might, might compliment me on my voice, but I don't really care that much. Like it's fine. You can't control it, folks. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just a voice. Um, Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Is it, would you say that being, I guess this goes back to our previous topic, but like is being short um, your main insecurity in life? Um, is there anything else? It's that- not a big one. No, there's, I don't think there's anything that really. No, nah, it's probably, it would probably be that. And it's not like something that's like an overwhelming insecurity. Yeah. You know, what would yeah. be worse what? would be being short and ugly. Oh, <laughs> two things you can't control, but you got the worst cards dealt. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that's that's a sad truth, right? Like, there are so many things you can't control, but kind of yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, it's a sad truth. Yeah, they put you in a place on the totem pole or society where, where, where someone without those qualities don't get to be so high on that on that rank, right? Yeah. It's a truth of the world. Simple truth. Yeah. So I, I would probably say it's like maybe the main insecurity, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with the way I look. And yeah, people come- are generous enough to tell me that. Oh, like I've been told many times, like, oh, you're so cute or whatever. And Chibi. I'm not like insecure about that. What was that? Ch- ch- chibi. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pinch your cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, one thing I'm insecure about, not right now, but in the next like 10 years, yo, I'm going to be bald. I swear to oh, God. Oh, no. I, I got that receding hairline gene on lock. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a curse. It's such a curse. And wait, uh, how about how about your your family? Do, do the guys in your family have a receding hairline as well? No, no. God damn it. I don't think anyone's gone bald in my family. God damn it. Um... Like knowing that I'm probably gonna have a receding hairline in the future, it kind of makes me think if I should take these drugs that mm. like prevent you from getting a receding hairline. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because you would think that someone gets a receding hairline because they don't have enough testosterone. It's actually the opposite. Um, when you have it's too much, when you have too much testosterone. You get a receding hairline. Too manly, Alex. I'm I'm too manly. Um, Calm down there. I know it's like, and (laughs) and and the the drugs I would take actually like block testosterone production slightly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's hard. Like a part of me. That's a big trade-off. Yeah, a part of me is like, it's something I'm gonna have to deal with eventually. Like I'm not gonna have this full head of hair when I'm 80 years old, but you know, time in between is going to be a little, little sad. But do I take drugs to, <laughs> to combat that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's quite a big side effect. Yeah. Mm. Are you insecure about hair? I think hair is somewhat something people are insecure about all the time. Yeah, I think people. I think a lot of people are insecure about their hair. I, I definitely am too. Like my my hair is not straight. Is like one thing. It like curls once it gets longer. But that's more like a Japanese. It's a Japanese thing, yeah. yeah. Um, or at least like some Japanese people have hair like this. Some have very straight hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like growing up, all my friends were Chinese, and they had like very straight, 
soft hair. Mm-hmm. And my hair is like curly and weird. Not soft. Yeah. yeah. It's like crunchy. It's crunchy or something. Yeah. And I always wondered like, why is my hair not straight and soft? But then after coming here and, you know, like looking around, you see a lot of people with curly hair. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's sort of normal. Or like, oh, what do you know? My family's from here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. my hair looks like the people from here. Um, but yeah, it's always been some sort of insecurity, I guess. Mm. Whenever, whenever I went to a hairdresser growing up, they would always comment that, oh, your hair is so thick. Ah, uh, yeah, they would. Your hair is so hard. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. is that good? Is that, is that bad? I don't know. <laughs> and like growing up, it made me a little self-conscious about going to a hairdresser. Really? It seemed, that, like, that's, it seemed like yeah. no one knew how to deal with this hard, thick hair. Did you go to white hairdressers? Some, sometimes, I think. That's the thing, right? You, you kind of have to go to an Asian hairdresser or a hairdresser that just knows how to deal with Asian hair. Yeah, yeah, you um, do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I would go to a hairdresser sometimes and after they like wash my hair, they'd be like, did you get a perm? And I'd be like, no, my hair's just like this. <laughs> Which you get your perm? It's real even. Yeah. <laughs> no, my hair's just not straight, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you're insecure about? Yeah, um, being black. Excuse me? You're... In the summer. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> please, please expand so um, our listeners don't oh, yeah. get uh, I just get tanned. Uh like a pretty pretty good amount. Another like interesting thing is that oh, people in Japan, there's like a wide variety, like we just said. Like there's this there's like apparently two genomes which came to Japan, mm-hmm. one from the north and one from the south. Mm-hmm. And one of the types is like tall, pale skin, straight, soft hair, for example. Okay. And I actually have some family members like uncles and aunts who are of that type. Okay. And the other one is short, darker skinned, I guess like curlier hair. And my family is mostly from the South. So mm-hmm. you could tell that my family is, has the genes of the people from the South. Yeah. And so like my skin is darker. And especially in the summer, if I spend a lot of time in the sun, mm-hmm. I get more tanned. Yep. And I, I don't know, it doesn't, that itself doesn't really bother me because I'm not, like, I put on sunscreen, but I'm not going to, like, cover my arms or, like, use an umbrella like some of the girls here. <laughs> that uh-huh. just sounds like such a pain. Yeah. But I got in comments my whole life, like, are you Filipino? Are you oh. even Japanese? And th- they mainly came in Canada, uh-huh. although sometimes people even say in Japan. They don't look Japanese, really? Or like, like, oh, or like, are you Filipino because, or are you Vietnamese because of your skin color? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. It's not something that like I'm insecure about, but it's something that just really annoys. I find really annoying when people say. Oh. And then you start speaking Japanese, and they're like, "He's definitely not Japanese." <laughs> <laughs> this this guy. He's, yeah, he's Filipino. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Filipino. <laughs> Vietnamese for sure. Um, you pull out your stamp. <laughs> Check this shit out, baby. <laughs> uh, but but like the thing is, I feel like a lot of people in North America, they have this image that people in Japan for some reason are very pale. Yeah. Um, but when you come here, like you see people who are dark, people who are pale, and I feel like anyone who's who would actually come to Japan and spend time here would quickly realize that like I could definitely just look like anyone else here and not I don't look like a 
Filipino or mm. whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Get educated, people. Wow. <laughs> do do better at guessing your ethnicity. Gosh. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't. I I just look generically Asian. So yeah, it's, it's a good benefit. Quite often. Mm. Then, how about we bring the podcast title into this? So that means after moving to Asia, you're not very insecure about like how you mm. look, right? At least lesser to a certain degree. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Mm. One thing I'm less insecure about now is um, because I'm not I'm not like short by any means. I'm very average. Like I went to Hong yeah. Kong. The first time I went to Hong Kong and I like stood in the MTR. I'm just like, wow, everyone's like my height. <laughs> How tall are you again? I'm five seven. Okay. Five, yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah. It's very well, average in Asia. Very average. Very normal. Um, but dude, all the uh all the all the urinals, dude, they're they're at the right height in Asia. <laughs> they're they're perfect here, I gotta say. <laughs> I was built for this place. <laughs> exactly. This bathroom was for me. <laughs> Yeah, because um, in Canada, I was a little bit insecure about my height just because there's mm, so many I Caucasian people around me. But yeah, think about me, Alex. I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you went to a primarily Asian school as well. No, when oh, I was growing up, I went to a very white school. Yeah, and I was definitely like the smallest kid in the class your, every year. Your high school was more Asian, right? I was about a third Asian, yeah. Wait, only a third? Oh, that's less than yeah, I, only a third. I thought. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Now that I'm in Asia, I'm more self-conscious that I can't speak Chinese that well. Oh, okay. Right? Because in, in okay, Canada, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I can speak Cantonese like fluently and Mandarin <laughs> not fluently. Ni hao. Ni everyone. Um, but but in, in Singapore, it's just like, oh, dude, you need to know like Mandarin. That's that's what people are taught in school. That's kind of the yeah. basis. That's yeah. what people expect out of you. Yeah. It's like it's like not speaking English in Canada. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's something I'm more insecure about. How about how about yourself? I think I think I was more insecure about the whole Japanese thing at first when coming here, um, mm -hmm. but like as as I spent more time here, I've come to realize actually, and this this is sort of also gone on my philosophy of Japanese or like how much I want to dedicate my time. Is is it in your journal? It's not in my journal, actually. I didn't write it in oh, my journal. Okay. okay. <laughs> but pretty much, like, the way Japanese sort of works is that if you're a beginner or, like, if you... If people can tell that, oh, you're not native or you're not fluent, yeah. they go very easy on you, okay? Yeah. And Japanese is a language where it's very easy to insult someone if you use, like, the wrong grammatical tense or form mm. of politeness. You can easily, like... D disrespect. Disrespect someone. Yeah. Theoretically. And the thing is, like, once your Japanese hits this level where you're, like, near fluent but not fluent, mm -hmm. people will start having these expectations that you're fluent and that you're very polite to them. Mm -hmm. But you always are inevitably going to screw up because there's just so many rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, at this point, I'm, like, in the first bucket where it's like, okay, this guy's not native or fluent, so, yeah. like, we'll give him a pass if he insults us it's not a big deal yeah and i don't really want to push any more into getting more fluent because i'm just going to end up having people think i'm fluent and then insulting them mm. and the other thing which i've sort of noticed as i spent more and more time here okay is actually that for foreigners like myself mm -hmm. 
there's like very little correlation. I, w- I would almost dare say a negative correlation between like Japanese levels and pay or salary. Oh. If that makes any sense. So like someone with a high pay could be Japanese or not speak any Japanese at all. So imagine we have a spectrum, okay? Okay. We have low paid people, medium paid people, high paid people, very high paid people. Okay. The people who speak no Japanese mm-hmm. are on the extreme ends. Oh, interesting. Okay. We have the language teachers on the low end. Oof. Sorry, language teachers. Oof. And we have like the expats who literally just got brought in like, hey, we're sending you to the Tokyo office <laughs> for two years, three years. assignment. these Asians. <laughs> yeah. Like you're an exec from America. We're going to send you there with this expat relocation package, mm-hmm. give you housing and everything. And in between, it's sort of the people who have like varying levels of Japanese fluency. Mm. And like seeing this. And I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm like some expat sent here from another country, but yeah, like meeting people in this country and meeting some of the most like smartest and highly paid people I've ever met here. And they speak no Japanese. Oh, has sort of, I don't want to say killed, but like lowered my motivation to like just keep studying at it in in addition to the thing I said before, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, you're, you're our you are like a brilliant programmer, computer scientist, executive, mm-hmm. and we need you to lead the Japan operation. And the honest truth is that they just want you to like duplicate the American operations in Japan. Mm-hmm. They don't care for the language itself. So you, you don't you don't see any significance in learning more Japanese at this point. I like it would be nice to. It would be nice to. Yeah. Um but like as busy as I am at work and with 24 hours in a day and all the things to learn Mm -hmm. there are other things i think which will take me further in life Mm. as of right now yeah (laughs) those are those are pretty interesting points i mean for myself i'm not even close to fluency in mandarin so i have nothing to show for myself (laughs) (laughs) i guess you didn't study it either yeah like part of me realizes that mandarin has zero effect on my professional life okay at work right yeah at work but it's kind of something i'm insecure about when i'm ordering at like a restaurant Mm, yeah mm. yeah but why is that like what do you mean because you don't want because you don't want to be perceived as a foreigner it's because you look chinese what's weird is in singapore the chinese population is about 70 percent, right yeah and there are a surprisingly large number of establishments where they like they they don't speak any english they speak so little english yeah i know yeah (laughs) i have that issue too and and that kind of like okay on one hand that kind of sucks because i thought oh i thought singapore was like an english-speaking multi you know ethnicity um but the cold hard fact is that like people that don't speak chinese don't go to those places yeah yeah and i'm trying to yeah i can see that trying to wiggle my way in there and get those like Mm. good chinese food and shit (laughs) the real stuff yeah and um it's so funny because like you go to these establishments and everyone above 30 for sure doesn't speak english but if you do need to speak english to someone you find like the younger generation people the people that are probably locals and that do know english like hey hey can you can you 
Can you help me order this? <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me order? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, huh. I I know what you mean though. Like um, in Singapore too, I've gone to food stalls where like the people don't speak English, and it's not like Japan where like service is something that is yeah very highly regarded. Yeah. Like these people will just say like like boy you dumb fuck you like get a, get, like, get a line. <laughs> like, yeah, they have. They have very little care about whether or not you're happy with your food or that you even got the right food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, the fact I speak zero Chinese, obviously, they got like frustrated with me because I couldn't order. Yeah. Like, when I tried ordering English, they weren't happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst is like the really local dishes, like the bok chow mee or something. Dude, you gotta yeah. like, you gotta say it in like Hakka or Hokkien or something. <laughs> yeah. It's and true. it's like this weird encrypted message that includes if you want chili or not what kind of noodles yeah. you're getting if you're doing takeaway yeah. what size meanwhile i have to have like a back and forth for like 10 seconds <laughs> about like what i want exactly i don't know yeah and then in the in the eventually when you and i get to go to china together oh ooh, eventually oh, remember when that was oh, supposed to happen one day holy shit um <laughs> I would like to be able to have, you know, be fluent enough to, to order stuff and not like worry about misunderstanding someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'd be nice. I would just point when I was in China. Yeah. It's just like, it's all the, mm. it's like all the phrases that you don't find in those like language booklets, you know, like I was at this Chinese restaurant and the lady was asking me for something and I was so confused because I paid her. And I was just, and I was just like, "Yo, this other coworker, can you, help, can you help? Can you help translate?" And she was trying to say that, like, "Oh, I forgot to ring you up for this canned drink, but we don't take credit cards below this amount, so you have to pay me in cash." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is uh... so much work. It's so <laughs> non-normal, like, yeah, yeah, conv- that's conversation, script. yeah, yeah. <sighs> One day I'll be able to speak Mandarin." And how about you? Is there is there anything else that's changed after living in Japan? I was actually talking to a coworker about this maybe like two or three days ago, mm. and she is Asian and well Japanese, and we were talking about actually how in North America how like races are perceived. I forget why we were talking about it, but okay. Basically, it came up that in western in like white culture right if you are female and asian it's sad to say but that is like i'll just use the word fetishized oh right it's seen as like very attractive Mm -hmm. to white people or Mm non-asians but quite often if you are asian and you're male it's seen as the opposite it's seen as unattractive okay okay it's a sad truth to living in North America, I feel. Hmm. And it's not even something that was really on my mind that much. Like, even in North America and Canada, like, I only dated other Asians my whole life and whatnot, and it never really was an issue in my day-to-day life or anything or something that was really on my mind. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing is, is that when you just look at Western media, and, like, sure, this this is fair because... 70 80 percent of people in north america are probably white i don't know if it's that high Mm -hmm. but a large portion so and of course all of media mainstream media and hollywood and whatnot is controlled by the dominant group white people 
Yeah. Um, that when you look at like movies and stuff and you see film stars and other famous people or people who are seen as aspirational in society, the leaders of the country, mm-hmm. they're always white. And I don't think I even quite realized it until I moved to Japan or just Asia, because I did feel it too when I was on exchange in Singapore, mm-hmm. that like it's just exceedingly nice to live in a country where the people who are held up as attractive, as like ideal, uh... the people on the posters, the people in the media, the people who, you know, like the type of guys that girls talk about mm-hmm. on the streets. Mm-hmm. When that type of person you can see yourself in is definitely something that I don't I don't know like what it is. I didn't come here for this, but it certainly has felt like like a piece of myself has been reclaimed. Like revalidated here. almost. Yeah. That like like it it's okay to look like how you look and be who you are. Yeah. And <clears throat> maybe there's um Maybe that's not reflected in the media or whatever or the country you came from, but there's this other place halfway around the world where it is. And mm. yeah, I don't know. It just brought brought some sense of comfort, I think, mm. to myself. That like somewhere else you're you're valued a lot higher. I su- I I I'm not a big fan of putting races on tiers and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, essentially essentially, you know, you walk down the street and you see a billboard. And it is someone who looks somewhat like you or Some potentially. BTS dude. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, BTS flipping the script here. Yeah. 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 I guess I don't know. I it in a way I feel the same, but it's never affected me that much, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's never been a huge thing on my mind. Just something that I almost like realized after coming here, just like, oh, mm. It's it's nice. And on that heavy note, I hope you learned some stuff about our insecurities. Um, yeah, you can find us on all the streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye.